Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. Thank you for joining me. Uh, we did a little something different with a little intro there. I want to see how that consistently be plays. Um, and I'm going to actually be keeping that intro. So uh, if you guys enjoyed it, great. If not, sorry, you got to deal with it for a bit. But uh, thank you guys again for joining me. I want to quickly just come up here and I just want to talk to you guys about some news, some wrestling news stories, giving you guys um, my honest opinions on all of the news developing in the world of professional wrestling. But I want to I want to start off with some motivational stuff. Uh, I know everyone's struggling in their own way. I know everybody is maybe going through. You know, a rough patch um, here and there. But um, I found something here that I, you know, I, I believe will kind of cheer you guys up um, in regards to, you know, today and moving forward. So um, I got a favorite quote here. It says, life is too short not to go after what you love. Life is too short not to ask for what you want. Life is too short to not treat and forgive yourself. Life is too short not to accept your authentic self. Life is too short not to seek high quality experiences. Life is too short not to find community that is noteworthy. Life is too short not to show appreciation for loved ones. Life is too short not to recognize your own light. And life is too short not to be yourself. So those are some uh, some powerful uh, some quotes there for you guys. If you guys are going through things mentally, physically, I know it's more mental uh, than physical. I know uh, mentally it's a, it's a tough time nowadays, man. It really is. Um, but uh, keep pushing through just like I'm doing. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to let you guys know that that uh, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Thank you to all that uh, continue to listen to my podcast. It means a lot. Uh, make sure you guys spread the word of the Wrestling Takeover audio podcast streaming platforms kings will dream will be saying that a lot um moving forward uh we're all dreamers all of us are and go after what you love my coins out there as well go after what you love and uh yeah never take no for an answer let's get to the wrestling news ladies and gentlemen we're going to talk about um warner bros warner bros discovery so Warner Bros. Discovery reportedly wants long-term deal with AEW. Plans to promote them as a sport. Uh, so this is uh, interesting. Uh, we're also going to go over Britt Baker. She talks about being the face of AEW's women's division. Advice from Charlotte Flair. And the crazy thing is Britt Baker actually have an audio clip that I'm going to be playing uh, regarding uh, Britt Baker. And... A lot of people kind of taking what she said on Swerve Strickland's podcast out of context. I'll explain that. We're also going to talk about WWE. Uh, the brutal pay-per-view uh, known as Hell in a Cell is, quote, completely dead under Triple H. I will go over the pay-per-view motto as well. Talking about why Hell in a Cell has really lost its appeal. And then we're going to talk about Tony Khan calls Eric Bischoff, uh, Contrary, contrariously, excuse me, and hypocritical over AEW comments. So that's what you guys can look forward to. 
Um, let's get right into the news. So uh, Warner Bros. Discovery. Um, Warner Bros. Discovery reportedly wants a long-term deal with AEW. Plans to promote them as a sport. This is coming from WrestlingNews.gov. On John Alza's Pro Wrestling Spotlight podcast, there was a conversation about Warner Bros. Discovery running AEW ads during pros uh, programming, uh, sports programming, excuse me. Many ads have been airing during TBS coverage of the MLB playoffs. Uh, screw the Dodgers, they're out. That sucks, but it is what it is. Pro Wrestling Spotlight co-host Pop Smith uh, worried about the strategy to include footage of people going through tables and Chris Jericho attacking ring announcers. Aries said he's hurt the Warner Bros. Discovery is very happy with the product and the ads are part of the strategy. Aries said, quote, they're trying to make it a sport. That's what the strategy is. The strategy is that they are pushing AEW into the sports category, not the entertainment category. They're increasing that because of the new ownership because Warner Bros. is now Warner Bros. Discovery. Harris continued, everything I hear going on, even in TNT, is going to be turning into more of a sports-centric network. So they are now putting their resources behind these promo announcements to increase ratings. So rather than not they're tasteful in regards to the violence and the blood, there's a method to the madness. I mean, no lies detected there. No lies detected from, um, what's on boy's name? Uh, Ersi. No lies detected from him. Uh, you know, they've been trying to make AEW a sport, like a presentation for quite some time now. For quite some time. So it's very interesting that. Uh, you know I like it. I dig it. Um, pro wrestling to me is a sport. Don't. I don't give a fuck. What anybody has to say. Um, about that. That's how I feel. I'm not going to turn away from that. I think professional wrestling is a sport. It needs to be treated like a sport. Um, I've always said. We need more sports like presentation. And the world of pro wrestling. It's covered like a sport as well on ESPN, on TNT, etc. These promos that we always see, it's a sport and it needs to be treated as such. Uh, so Warner Bros. and AEW, they have a good partnership, Discovery, good partnership with AEW. AEW isn't going nowhere. Um, I think that's a great deal. Speaking of AEW, Britt Baker. Here we go. So Britt Baker talks about being the face of the AEW Women's Vision and advice from Charlotte Flair. Um, now, I have a clip about Britt Baker. People are saying on Twitter that she's taking shots at Thunder Rosa. Um, you know, I don't really know what's going on. I don't know what's the vibe with the uh, Women's Division. And I don't know why people are, I would say, going ham on um, Britt Baker. But I have the audio here. Let me see. Yeah, I have the audio right here for uh, Britt Baker, Swerve Strickland, and the podcast. And them talking about um, Thunder Rosa. 
people are complaining that people believe that Britt Baker is being disrespectful to Thunder Rosa, all the locker room uh, chaos and everything like that. I will. I'm gonna play the audio, and then I'm gonna comment. So uh, let's uh, let's get into it. Just saying. Talk. Let's let's talk. talk about going through them injuries a little bit. Let's okay. go into that. Let's go. What haven't? What bone have I not broken That's at this point? My, you fix your own? <laughs> my leg, my nose twice now, my wrist. I had a concussion, and I was at work every week because oh. that's where I wanted to be. Yeah. I had my nose surgery on a Monday. Dynamite was on a Wednesday. I was there cutting a promo mm. because I wanted to be. Not and Tony, you know Tony. Like he's no the most home. caring, yep. wonderful guy. But I was like, no, this could be. This is an opportunity. I'm gonna have like black eye. You know, I'm sick in the head. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look cool. I wanna. Told you we are the best person who had the best reaction to this. Waiting on for their time was the Rock because mm. at the time Austin was the man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Austin out. had the opportunities. He had the video game covers. He was the champion. It was him and Vince, and yep, he was he was the man. Yep. The Rock had all the commercials the Rock too. Did not hate on Austin. The Rock said, "I'm gonna be competitive. I want to get there." But you know what? How about not having a bad relationship with the top person? How about how about I just learn from him and be cool with him, work with him? How about I keep mm. a good relationship with that person? So if I need a vote of confidence, if something happens, what do you know? My name comes <laughs> up. Oh. Oh, uh, you know, uh, and, and Britt can say, you know what? Uh, she's been cool with me this whole time. She's never hated on me. Uh, you know what? If you ask my opinion, I think she's pretty dope. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to keep dissing, you know, Drake <laughs> every week on this record. Maybe I, <laughs> you know, hey, maybe, you know <laughs> she's got some great opportunities. You know, maybe she taking a little time off. Maybe, you know, hey, Tony, <laughs> you know, and, hey, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Keep, why have a bad relationship with who's having their time? When Austin had his time, the Rock business. was competitive. He wanted the spot, but he never let it get to a certain point. He rooted. All right. That's the audio clip. <sighs> you know, that dude. <laughs> don't know the guy. Don't care to know the guy. He was just going ham on Thunder Rosa and here's the problem you know I what I always say I'm brutally honest I'm blunt I always keep it a bang I always keep it 100 no matter what if I have a problem with you on social media I'm a at you I'm a at you you know what I mean you know I'm gonna go to the DMs and, and try to contact you and, and get this sorted out whatever woo 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 you want to call it that dude clearly was talking about Thunder Rosa. So, yo, you talk about Thunder Rosa. We know you talk about Thunder Rosa. You throwing shade at Thunder Rosa. Wasn't Thunder Rosa on Busted Open Radio talking about how if you have a problem with me, talk to me face to face. Not no bullshit. You know what I mean? Understand? Like, this type of mentality is just crazy the hospitality in AEW is just ridiculous like I don't know why people are feuding with each other why people are feuding with each other I don't understand that at all like I just don't think that makes sense whatsoever and Swerve Strickland I love him I think he's great but homie yo co-host 
is being disrespectful to one of your coworkers. Why are you letting that dude do that? Why are you letting that dude just disrespect Thunder Rosa? And it's Thunder Rosa. Because Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa got beef. Genuine beef. Real life beef. They have a problem with each other. They're going to keep it professional. It's great. Why are you going on these podcast platforms where you know people are going to listen to you? You know you're going to be trending on social media. You know people are going to take what you're saying out of context. But the problem is, we know you're talking about that person, so be straight up with them. Be straight up with them. Tell who you're talking about. Name that individual's name. Bottom line. So that dude was just talking straight disrespect to Thunder Rosa. And I know there's people in Thunder Rosa's camp that sent that to her. There's fans that sent this clip to Thunder Rosa. So we're all awaiting Thunder Rosa's response. Is Thunder Rosa even going to respond? This might sound conspiracy theory. I do feel there are people in AEW that just are not fans of Thunder Rosa. One way or another, I heard a rumor that Tony Storm, I always say, never believe what you hear when it comes to news. Always wait for confirmation. But I've been hearing a lot of the same rumors that people like Thunder Rosa, you know, is getting heat from people like Tony Storm. You know, and, and obviously Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter and all these other people. It's like, yo, like real talk. Like what's what's going on? Like, why do y'all hate Thunder Rosa so much? What has Thunder Rosa done to get this type of treatment? Like, I don't understand it. It's really sickening. It really is. But listen, like this is, it's the game. But y'all got to keep it professional. Y'all are thinking that AEW thinks that they cool because they're putting all this stuff, you know, on TV. Like, I get it. You know, you got to be real. You got to be authentic. Um, You got to take real life elements and put them on TV. But not this type of shit. This type of shit needs to be behind the scenes. You need to squash this stuff. You're in the same company. You're the co-workers. You're working together. You follow me? Like, you need to be a team. Tony Khan has absolutely no fucking, um, he has no, uh, what's the word? Structure. He has no structure. Tony Khan has no structure. Um, his work environment is ridiculous. And he allows all of this, you know, not only at work, but not you know, not, excuse me, not only at work, but like on these podcasts, that's not a good look. AEW is losing a lot of people because they want to be cool. They want to take real life elements and put them into the story, put them on the show. No one cares about that shit. Nobody cares. No one wants to see real life stuff be on TV You need to pick and choose when you want to put real life situations and put them on TV. Yes, I've said it. You take real life elements and you put it on TV. But this, this has gone way beyond putting real life elements on TV. We've seen fights. We've seen arguments from a lot of people in the locker room. And AW, they really need a reality check. They need a reality check. 
you know, I bet you Vince McMahon, if this was happening, Vince McMahon wouldn't do this. Vince McMahon would put up with this easy. Stephanie McMahon would not do the same. Triple H, Paul Levesque would not do the same. But Tony Khan is just letting this shit slide. Like, you're a boss. You're a boss. And it's it's ridiculous. Work or not. You know, work or not, it, it shouldn't be happening. It should not be a thing. And I, I don't know. It just feels like Thunder Rosa is, I don't want to say being, you know, disrespect or anything like being kicked out of AEW and stuff, but you know, it's just not, it's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. Um, but Hey, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we just need, they need structure. They really need structure. So Britt Baker talks about being the face of AEW's women's division and advice from Charlotte Flair. Uh, Britt Baker has been the face of AEW's uh, women's division since the pandemic when she rose to prominence as a heel. Baker was given regular mic time while injured and she returned to the ring with solid a top star position despite not being the champion. Some fans have compared Baker to being regularly featured on television, being a part in top storylines, wanting more opportunities for other women. Yeah, but first she wanted opportunities for herself, then the women. But I digress. Online, Baker has been compared to Charlotte Flair, who has received similar criticism for being involved in main stories on WWE TV. Speaking on the Swerve Strickland podcast, and Monty, um, that's that black dude that was uh, talking about Thunder Rose at the end. On Swerve City, Baker was asked about being the face of the division and comparisons to Charlotte Flair. I wonder what she's going to say here. Let's let's find out. She said, did Britt Baker. I do consider myself the face of the women's division. That's a job. That's a priority. Me doing what I do at TV every week. Me being on TV is a presence. I'm on the I'm one of the top stars in the division, but I'm doing all these outside things that are given to me and hitting home runs left and right. If you send me um, to Comic-Con, not only am I going, but I'm going to network and meet this person. That person will be like, have you heard of AEW? Let me tell you about it. Next thing you know, we have John Kiss, uh, Martin Golf, and Cobra Kai showing up at AEW Dynamite. I'm taking advice and advantage of every single opportunity. I do get compared to Charlotte Flair all the time on Twitter. For me, okay, cool. One of the best women's wrestlers of all time. Yeah, one of the best, not the best. One of the best. That's that's how I feel. Uh, she said, um, regarding to that, you're so mean for calling me that. People don't understand the consistent pressure that comes with all the hate that you get. We are people on Twitter they demoralize us. Oh, we're just wrestling characters, but we're not. We're people. Uh, I never disrespect any wrestlers. So I'm going to say that right now. I personally, I never disrespect any wrestlers because I know what they bring to the table. I know what they bring to the game. They're playing characters. I understand that. But Britt Baker's talking about people that can't differentiate themselves from the character and the real life person behind that character because there's a lot of people that don't know the difference and that's sad uh she continued this is our job and we want to be good at it you're doing everything that you could not to mess this up but sometimes you still might 
the next day you're working 10 times harder to make sure you're not making the same mistakes because we're human. Baker continued, uh, be in the face of the vision, you're under a microscope no matter what you're doing. You're just saying everyone has under a microscope that they are looking for any second to twist and turn your words to watch a match. And all of a sudden they know, oh yeah, I see what happened there. Britt did this wrong because she did the wrong and Tony Khan this and that. This is what happened. No, no, it didn't. This was written three weeks ago. You can't let that get in your brain. Or, well, actually, that's great that that's been written three weeks ago. And, they, and Tony Khan really is long-term booking. I think that's fantastic. Uh, she said, this is in your brain or you will drive yourself insane because I have. It's taken uh, or it's taken to talking to a lot of people like Chris Jericho, Tony Schiavone, and Tony Khan to say, do not listen to Twitter. Get it out your head. It's not real. Listen to your coworkers and peers and people will look up in the wrestling business. Listen to the fans. It's crazy that uh, people put people like myself, people like many other people who criticize respectfully about the game and the business. I criticize what I see on TV. If I don't like something, I'm going to respectfully criticize you and the storyline, the character that you're portraying, what I'm seeing on TV. I'm not one of these motherfuckers that go on Twitter and just completely bash not only you, the character, your storyline, but your person and, and you know your personality and what you do outside the ring. I don't care what you do outside the ring. You know, just hold a good image. Represent the company proud. That's all I'll say. Your personal life is your personal life. That has nothing to do with me. All I talk about is what I see on TV. So the Britt Baker character, what I see on TV, I'm a comment on that. I'm going to be respectful, but I'm also going to be brutally honest. That's the difference between me and many other people in the game. They're not all that brutally honest. They want to paint this picture that, oh, everything is all sunshines and rainbows. And that's not the case at all. That is not the case at all. I'm sorry. That was an email. I apologize. Continuing on. I'm always honest. No matter what. But I always try to come off as respectable as I possibly can. While also being blunt as well. And always keeping it 100. 110%. No matter if you agree or disagree with my beliefs. Um, Britt Baker won the AEW Women's Championship from Carl Sheeta. At AEW Double or Nothing. Whatever. Uh, Britt Baker cycled back to Charlotte. Recalling the advice from Charlotte gave her. About dealing with online critics. Britt Baker said, back to Charlotte. Her and I have chatted, and she has given me so much great advice just to get through this. She's given me solid advice just to say through what you know is true. Don't worry about the nearest areas the fans are creating and what they want to be true because you know what's going on and what they're and what you're working with. She's been fantastic to me. I think that's great. I think that's great, great advice. Um, shout out to Charlotte Flair for actually giving some phenomenal advice to Britt Baker. I think that's great. Continuing on, Triple H. Um, we're almost done with the podcast, guys. Uh, Triple H. Uh, WWE brutal uh, pay-per-view schedule. Not completely dead. Or now completely dead, excuse me, under Triple H. This is by Lewis Danger. Um, he's very popular in the community, so go out and support him on Give Me Sport. WWE Chief Content Officer Triple H considered 
the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view to be, quote, completely dead. It's now been claimed. There have been a lot of talk about the new WWE leadership regime looking to do away with some gimmick pay-per-views, and Hell in a Cell looks to be at the top of the list. Thank fucking Christ. Holy shit. Listen. Hell in a Cell, that concept, that concept needs to go away for the foreseeable future. For many years, that pay-per-view needs to go. Um, you need to get ready from these themed pay-per-views. You guys know where I stand with these pay-per-views. You guys know where I stand and how I would book things. I'm not going to go over it again. But I will say, you need to bring Hell in a Cell. You need to bring a TLC. All these Steel Cage and all these matches. You need to only do it when it's called upon. When it makes sense. Don't just fucking do it because, oh, it's December TLC or... October Hell in a Cell. Fuck that. No one cares for that. That's not important, and you're actually devaluing the stipulation. Uh, reports have claimed that the pay-per-view, which debuted for WWE in 2009, is not expected to be disconnected. Is expected to be disconnected. Great. What is happening with Hell in a Cell? Hell in a Cell is arguably WWE's most brutal match type. Is one that Triple H has had several iconic matches in, but the format has changed over the last decade. Since 2009, WWE has held Hell in a Cell pay-per-view annually, often holding at least one of the matches at each show. However, that has not been popular with WWE fans. Absolutely not. Uh, we all can agree we hate that concept, and having it be a gimmick pay-per-view needs to go. With many fans uh, feeling that the match that don't belong inside Hell in a Cell having to take place there because the calendar decides so. Exactly. Um, and what will come as a positive update to WWE fans who think that the way that, you know, others do Russell Volts is told, give me sport that the hell in a cell pay-per-view and it's considered to be quote, completely dead. Thank God. Um, the show itself, I think is completely dead. The match from what I understand means a lot to Hunter. Just think of the classics that he's had in there and yeah, that's it. Listen. Hell in a Cell. TLC. All these need to go. They all need to go. Um, gimmick pay-per-views. They're not exciting anymore. No one cares. All right, bottom line, that's facts. I'm not speaking out of pocket at all. Themed shows. You need to have themed shows throughout the year. Um... These gimmick pay-per-views need to go. These gimmick matches only need to appear when it's called upon. Simple as that. The pay-per-view schedule should be the following. And if Triple H, Stephen McMahon, Nick Khan, anybody that's in business in WWE, if you're listening, this is what the calendar should look like. I've gone over it multiple times. But for those that actually are new to the podcast and new to what I do, um, I, I kind of pitch a lot of great creative ideas. I really do. Um, I'm always honest with uh, my views and opinions and, you know, I'm very knowledgeable as well. I know what I'm talking about. Um, I'll say that to anybody, but the pay-per-view schedule should be the following. You have, uh, WrestleMania, you have the Royal Rumble, you have SummerSlam and you have Survivor Series and I would replace Money in the Bank for the King and Queen of the Ring. That is what I would do. King and Queen of the Ring would debut and have it be an annual big-time pay-per-view for the WWE. You have five big pay-per-views. Again, WrestleMania, 
Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, King and Queen of the Ring, and Survivor Series. If you're doing a King of the Ring, you obviously need to do a Queen of the Ring as well. Simple as that. So that is what I would do. Those would be the big five pay-per-views per year. Um, and then you have theme shows throughout the year, throughout the rest of those months that don't have a pay-per-view. You build up these theme shows like a No Way Out, like an Armageddon, like a um, Bash at the Beach, whatever, Starcade, whatever theme show you want to come up with, you put those shows on Friday Night SmackDown and you put those shows on Monday Night Raw on the USA Network and you build up those shows as if you're building up an actual WWE pay-per-view, similar to what AEW is doing. I've set that for years. I'm just saying. We'll see what happens. It should be interesting. Uh, moving on to the last news article on the show. Thank you guys again for joining me. Um, listen, Kings will dream. Um, go out, dream, do whatever you got to do, man. Um, you got something, you want to chase something, you know? Yes, we have a dream. We all have a dream. We all want to conquer what we ultimately want to conquer. But, you know, never give up. Really don't. So, um, you know, keep doing what you guys are doing. Appreciate the support. Follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. Follow me on Instagram um, at The Wrestling Takeover. And uh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, continuing on with the last article. So, Tony Khan. Tony Khan's been under the microscope uh, for quite some time now. Tony Khan calls Eric Bischoff uh, conspiracy and hypocritical over AEW critics. Khan took umbrage with Eric Bischoff's critics of how he puts together certain AEW matches. In the continuing online feud between AEW head Tony Khan and former WCW and Impact head of Eric Bischoff, Khan said that his one-time friend has been increasingly constantly and hypocritical in his critics of how Tony Khan puts together certain AEW matches. Making his weekly appearance on Busted Open Radio Wednesday to promote tonight's show, Khan took a turn near the end of the show to address and talk about the perception that, quote, Every match on every show should have a long storyline built to what it's taking place. It doesn't need to be that case for every match, he said. Without mentioning him by name, he alumned that together in the case because of how WWE has put together their TV product over the last 20 years. He said there is or there are stories and have been for the majority of the matches on his own TV show. Uh, he then took aim at Bischoff, who has appeared on AEW TV in the past, and Khan once called a friend. Earlier this fall, Bischoff took uh, specific issues with Khan's comments about how WCW would still be in the business if Ted Turner knew half as much about booking as he did, which apparently fractured their relationship. Frankly, the person has been the most inclusively um, Contrary and hypocritical on this entire point is Eric Bischoff, says Tony Khan. He said, explaining to them uh, the good WCW Nitros from the 1995 to 1998 featured random luchador matches on other unexpected pairings. That's true. Uh, Tony Khan continued, there were a certain equity of randomness to the lineup of the card, he said. 
There were a lot of stories happening in WCW, but probably less than half of the matches on Nitro had a story going into them, and that was fine. It was the industry standard show. He said WCW then copied the competitor's method of doing things where every single match had to be happening for a reason. And he said his own reason for seemingly random pairings uh, could be the start of something new or just a challenge to see who's the best that given the match. To see the person who probably put more code matches on TV and it did successfully, it did well. Say that is an ambition to do it, it is pretty controversial. Khan then said later, adding, I definitely don't want to see get fans uh, brainwashed into thinking there's only one way to do this just because they've seen it uh, done one way for a very long time. That was very interesting. I want to go back uh, to Tony Khan uh, when he mentioned something very interesting. Um, he said, WCW then copied the, com the competition's method of doing things where every single match had to happen for a reason. Let me stop. Listen, um, I think every match should, you know, be important. You know, you're booking the match. You're booking the story. You have to have a story for this. You need to have a conclusion. Because if you don't have a conclusion, people are going to get bored of the story very quickly. A la Miz and Dexter Loomis. That storyline was great at first. But then now people are bored because you have no end game. And people are bored of it now. Because you don't, you're not going to finish the story. You don't know where to go. You follow me? So um, I agree. I think everything should feel important. You should have a story for everything. And that's why I always say as well, with every pay-per-view on the show, for every match on week-to-week -week basis, Friday Night SmackDown, Monday Night Raw, AEW Dynamite on Wednesday, Tuesday for NXT, even Impact Wrestling on Thursdays. You need to have story. You need to give the viewing audience a reason to watch each match, to listen to each promo. You know what I mean? You can't just put things on the show just to kill time just to put things on the show, I fucking loathe that mentality. I hate it. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Everything needs to be important. Everything needs to be planned out. Now, there's a difference between micromanaging everything and planning stuff. There's a complete difference. Okay? Um, Tony Khan and Eric Bischoff just don't have a good relationship. You know, I've kept up with that type of stuff on social media. And the fact is they just don't have good, they don't have a good relationship. And that's the bottom line. So, uh, you know, it sucks, but it's the business, nature of the business. And that's how it is. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, those were, you know, those are my thoughts on, on all the news today. Uh, thank you guys again for joining me right here on the Wrestling Takeover podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, be sure to listen on all audio podcast streaming platforms. Um, follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover and follow me on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. Um, I appreciate the support. Thank you guys very much. And I will see you guys next time.